into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 12th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Shano, how are you, mate? I'm good, Timmy. Now, you are out in the boat last night. It wasn't your big boat. It was another boat, I believe. <laughs> Tell you what, I had the SS Minnow covered. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's a boat called the Jackson. It's like a $15, $16 million boat and uh, or more. Uh, I, I don't know if I could put a price tag on it, but it was the it was the barrier draw for the Everest. And uh, uh, Racing New South Wales and Australian Turf Club have, have always done something special, whether it be on the Harbour Bridge or the Opera House. And last night, the barrier draw came up with drones, oh, wow. 500 drones, and it was all synchronised, and each of the horses came up with the separate barriers. Wow. It was really, it was quite unbelievable. And uh, Nature Strip got barrier 12, which um, possibly uh, tightens things up a bit because mm. everyone, uh, you know, sees Nature Strip and he deserves to be an out-and-out favourite. But, uh, yeah, barrier 12. Uh, but what a night. It was quite interesting, to be honest particularly when I struggle to even turn my computer on. It is a great, it's a great show today. Mitch Marsh has had a fun dig at Matthew Wade and that blocking move that he made against England the other day. What about the eye-watering cash for Dustin mm. Johnson at the LIV? And Brody Grundy, this was quite emotional, he penned a letter of farewell to Collingwood. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. So, Shana, this was interesting where Matthew Wade basically just blocked uh, Wood and, and they didn't do anything about it. Um, it's a, it's a three-game series sort of leading into the World Cup. So, as we mentioned, the gravity of the match wasn't quite there. But Mitch Marsh said with a smile on his face, I would have gone upstairs and I'm sure something more would have happened if it was a World Cup game. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's pretty much a warm-up match, as you mentioned, Tim. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that Matthew Wade was obstructing the field. He he basically pushed <laughs> Mark Wood right in the middle of the chest. Uh, and Mitch Marsh is having a bit of fun with him, referring to him as Dusty Martin, <laughs> the AFL reference there, <laughs> which is quite funny. But, uh, yeah, Josh Butler decided during the game not to appeal. Um, but he said if it was a World Cup match, he definitely would have went upstairs and, and Matthew Wade would have been given out obstructing the field. It was it was outrageous, wasn't it? Have you seen much like that in no, your time? No, uh, I saw Neil Maxwell and Scott Hooky uh, go have a punch-up on the cricket field once, <laughs> but but uh, but I've never seen it. That was an out-and-out tackle from Wade. I suppose it's more of a reaction. He, the ball was in the air. He had to try and get back, and he basically pushed, as I said, pushed uh, Wood right in the middle of the chest uh, to get back to his crease. But uh, if there was a, a big match, World Cup, he would have been given out. Talking about punch-ups, um, mm. Novak Djokovic, uh, the shadow minister for home affairs, Alex Hawke's come out and said it would be a slap in the face to Australians if they let Novak Djokovic into the country for the Australian Open. Oh, look, I think this is old news, isn't it? Do we care anymore? I don't think we care anymore, but there's no way they will overturn it. It just goes back on all that hard and slog that everyone had to do, particularly in Melbourne. 
this is only 12 months ago, Tim. This is January 22 uh, this year where he was, he had his uh, visa cancelled. Um, he had to leave the country. Um, at the moment, you don't have to provide any evidence of being vaccinated to come into the country. It's just that Novak um, has been given a ban for the way he acted last time. So I dare say they won't change that decision. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what they do do there, to mm. be honest, uh, because it's it's moved so quickly down the road, hasn't it? Now, the World Cup, the, the Soccer World Cup, of course, is in Qatar. And uh, a big move to... to to ban a lot of supporters, like English supporters we know are so passionate across all sport, but in soccer they've had trouble in the past and they've uh, put their foot down on this. Yeah, they don't muck around in Qatar, that is for sure. So 1,300 English fans who have had uh, histories of hooliganism um, have had their passports temporarily revoked um, and they said if they show up and try and get into the country uh, or do anything wrong when they're over there, uh, they could face up to six months jail. They do not muck around a guitar. They want this World Cup to be a real showpiece for the country and for the game of soccer itself, or football as they call mm. it, uh, and they don't want any silly idiots carrying on, uh, you know, fighting in the streets. Oh, there's been some knobs, hasn't there? Like, yeah. you, some, yep. some, I remember doing old news stories on it and some of the activity. I know they're passionate about it, but some of the behaviour is just been ridiculous in the past now dustin johnson he's collected nearly 30 million dollars in bonus cash after earning the first liv player of the year or 30 eye-watering stuff big big bucks there 30 30 million dollars cash bonus Mm. um he's only played six events and he's won the liv player of the year um so this year he's earned 49 million to go with his 200 million sign-on so it's it's quarter of a billion dollars already in year one it's, uh, it's crazy crazy money oh no we should have spent more time on the practice should range. have been mate yeah oh, what are we doing stay with us we've got NRL AFL and plenty more after this The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. G'day, it's Richard Cheekway here. I look forward to having lunch with you on Friday the 28th in Sydney at Shano's Lunch with Lee event. Head to lunchwithlee.com for all details and see you there. Now, Ollie Henry, when, when a player, a sportsman really wants to leave, I, I think it's very difficult for any club to try and keep them back. And young Ollie Henry, of course, he wants to go and join his brother at Geelong, but Collingwood's playing hardball here in the AFL. Yeah, well, they're trying to get some picks uh, in the mm. draft. Um, and But Ollie Henry said, look, he's even prepared to go back into the draft and walk away from the deal altogether, which puts his... Uh well, puts it at risk. That that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to end up at Geelong. He may not get picked uh, or picked up by them. He could end up somewhere else if he does that. But uh, look, Collingwood playing hardball. There's about um, I think about another forty odd hours to go uh, before this trade period closes. So time will tell. But it's coming coming to a bitter end. I think for Ollie Henry, he wants he wants out, and I think he's just gone about the wrong way. Collingwood are digging their heels in. Yeah, and uh, look, I suppose from their point of view, they they need to be careful a little bit because they could be empty handed if they don't 
strike something as well. Now, Brodie Grundy, um, I remember when he signed this enormous deal at Collingwood. Obviously, uh, such a talented player, injury pretty much sabotaged his 2022 and it's an emotional farewell he's off to melbourne um and he, he penned a letter yeah he uh an emotional letter to not only his collingwood teammates but the fans themselves mm. i don't know how many collingwood supporters can actually read so i don't know <laughs> hit the mark but uh, he's off to melbourne looking and he said when he signed with the club seven years he always thought he'd be a pie for life and it hasn't turned out that way he's off to melbourne now to be alongside probably the number one ruckman in the game uh, in Gorn. Um, yeah, but I thought it was a really classy act what he did. He said that yeah, he started off there at Collingwood just with teammates and now he's got real mates and, and almost family. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for him to leave. You've got to be careful about what you say about Collingwood supporters. <laughs> Don't you have family members that are Collingwood supporters? <laughs> no, no, North Melbourne and Geelong, mate. Oh, okay. You better go and check, better go and check the tree. Um, now, Des Hasler um, at Manly. Look, this thing rolls down the road. It looks like it's untenable, doesn't it? Um, Sean Penn. Uh, Sean Penn. <laughs> Scott Scotty Penn. Penn. <laughs> Sean Penn's coming out from Hollywood. Now, Scott Penn, the, uh, the chairman, has basically said they're moving on. I... I think they're just trying to work out an exit deal, aren't they? Yeah, no, it's fait accompli. Uh, he will not be coaching again at the club. Uh, a pretty heated uh, board meeting, but yes, yeah, Scott Penn didn't say so many words, but he said basically officially they are moving on um, and they're just working out the exit strategy from this point. Josh Adokar, of course, he's an Indigenous member of the Australian team for the Rugby League World Cup and he's, he's come out and said that it'd be great to see um, an Indigenous war cry prior to the game, not dissimilar to the Haka and, and others that we see in some of the other countries around this area. I've seen them do it at the Indigenous All-Stars and he's basically said that they can modify it. I'd like to see something. I thought it would be great to see something like this. Yeah, I've got no problem with it at all. I think that's fantastic. There are, In the current Kangaroo squad, there are three Indigenous players, Josh Adokar being one of them, um, Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten are the three. And he said um, for the non-Indigenous uh, Kangaroos, as you said, Tim, they can modify the actual war cry. But I, I think it'd be fantastic and a real celebration of our Indigenous roots. Yeah, particularly, yeah, and if you look at the history, there's been times where there's been uh, so many uh, in, in different squads, yep. haven't there? Arthur Beetson, Jonathan Thurston, you name it. Uh, now, boxing, uh, moving uh, to boxing, and Devin Haney says Australian fans uh, turned on George Kambosis, um in their first bout. Well, they did, and they got a rematch this Sunday, um, and Devin Haney said he's going to shut up George uh, Kambosis for good. Uh, this goes back to all the trash talking that George was doing prior to their first bout, and and Haney pretty much outboxed him, mm. and he's really he's really putting the screws in now, saying that uh, you know the whole Australian crowd, if you're going to walk the walk, mate, you'll be able to talk the talk, or the other way around, I should say. Um, and uh, yeah, so they fight again this Sunday, and I think it'll be a fantastic match. But I think Haney's just just a class above. And then the UFC returning to Australia, this is going to make a lot of people happy. There's a there's a great passionate band of UFC supporters, that's for sure. Oh, huge! So it'll be UFC two eight four. It'll mm. be uh, it's been confirmed to be Perth RAC Arena um, after a three year break, um, and the card will include three Aussies, including Alex. Uh, Volkanovski, and um, yeah, so they're over there in Perth. They, they will be rushing. That's going to be a fantastic event. Sometimes uh, media get in the way, don't they? Uh, I've seen cameramen get shoved and moved to try and get the best <laughs> picture. This is uh, this was, this was quite um, uh, you know startling. This in the NFL, Devante Adams, he really shoved a cameraman. He did. He absolutely smoked him, and uh, it was when he was trying to leave the paddock. 
Uh, he actually came out, Devontae came out after on um, on social mm. media and apologised. He said, mate, I was just in a bad mood and I just, uh, sorry for pushing you. I hope you're not hurt. <laughs> End of story. Hope you're not hurt. <laughs> he won't do it again, it, the cameraman. It's just splattered across the turf. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. yeah, and uh, mate, finally, I'm sure this never happened at Mossman Cricket, um, any sort of budding cameraman that might want to come down there and get some shots. But uh, <laughs> you had a teammate called Colin Keating. I don't think it was any relation to former Prime Minister Paul, but why did he have the nickname Roofnail? Well, so I bumped into Colin yesterday and um, he started his career, career in Melbourne. He was Colin had a big head when he was younger and a very, very skinny body. He was built like almost a minute to six, hence the <laughs> nickname Roofnail, <laughs> which I thought was a fantastic nickname, Roofnail being a skinny body and a big head. But um, I saw him yesterday mm. and um, look, he's still in pretty good nick, but he's more of a masonry bolt now. Masonry <laughs> <Not> bolt. Quite, <laughs> a thick masonry bolt. Not quite a Roofnail anymore, but uh, he was a good cricketer, but I thought that was a fantastic nickname. Did it come early? Did someone give it to him when he was young? <laughs> yeah. I think the guy's name was Paul Russ that gave him the nickname down there in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, he walked in apparently to his first training session with a massive melon and a very, very skinny body. Oh, keep your thumb out of the way. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away and a leak bet. Uh, they've got a brand new app if you want to have a, a punt on the weekend on the Everest. Sign up. That's a cracking app. Yeah, Australia's richest race on turf on Saturday. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.